The Bop Pod. A podcast for the stands. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Bop Pod. I'm your host, Alana Michelle Rubin, and with me today we have one of the most talented people in the entire world. Uh, she's the editor-in-chief of Flex Magazine. Her name is Millie Tamarez. Hi, Millie. Thank you for having me. Of course. We are recording outdoors today in Prospect Park. Thank you for being here, uh, for doing this very guerrilla-style recording, I guess you could say. I don't know. Um, But how's how's your day going? What were you listening to while you were on the way here? Um, You know, everyone's been going crazy about uh, Normani's motivation. So I listened to that today. I was listening to that. Then... um, I just have like a liked songs playlist on Spotify, mm-hmm. so I'll listen to that in order, and it's just really random. So then it was Fever by Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, I I love Carly Rae Jepsen, but I got into her, you know, em- the emotion period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I know her last two albums really well, but Fever, when I saw her live, uh, she played it, and I was like, I don't know this song. And then, you know, got to... It's yeah. a Carly song. You gotta, you gotta listen to it. So yeah. Yeah, those are all. I mean, you. I guess you named two specifically, Carly and the Normani song. But Carly, I think all her music is great to listen to during summer because, especially, I identify as somebody who um, is constantly crushing on somebody. Yeah. And I think Carly makes great music for. Uh, people who have like a lot of despair when they have a crush Mm -hmm. but it's also like let's just dance through it and you know we'll get through the pain we just got to stay active that sort of thing yeah I feel like you know in a time where like everyone's just like be apathetic or be chill or you know don't catch feelings or all this stuff is like feelings are bad you know um, Carly is uh, her music leans into the emotion, into like crushing on someone, like just telling someone like, if this isn't it, you know, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or this isn't serious, or you know, I, you know, or like, I don't want it at all. Maybe I'd, r- I'd rather not know. So stuff like that, like yeah, these intense feelings, which I love. I I really. It took me a long time to understand that if you, it's okay to like want something really serious with somebody. Um, I think for, obviously as women we're taught to maybe suppress our, our true emotions and sort of go with the flow because that'll be what in the end kind of gets us what we want. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't ever. And I love, and there are other artists that do that, be, that do this specific thing, but Carly is so good at yeah. really indulging in the like, the sappy emotions and the melodrama of it all. And it's like, it's like a nice warm blanket to listen to her music because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not alone for wanting another human or yeah. like not wanting to be lonely. Yeah, exactly. When you listen to music, is there ever a specific emotion that's driving you or is it you just you put you put anything on and then if it identifies with whatever you're feeling that's great or is it ever like when you seek stuff out I guess most of the time it's like I'm in this kind of mood today let me listen to pop punk I'm in this kind of mood today I want to listen to trap music Mm -hmm. I'm in this you know it's just like my mood or like what I'm doing if I'm like um 
if I'm like, oh, I'm writing, you know, I'm working, I'll listen to some indie, some snail mail, some Mitski, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm like uh, getting ready for a party, I want to listen to, you know, Keisha Cole and Beyonce, you know, so just like where I'm at uh, and what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah, it just... Sometimes, yeah, but sometimes I'll wake up and I'm just like, I want to listen to this song. I want to listen to, the, you know, and then I, you know, thank God for Spotify. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I feel like it, it broadened my horizons so much. Um, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned listening to Keisha Cole for like getting in the in the mood to party. Yeah, just uh, last night is the, the song. Oh, uh, yes. yes. That's I mean, that's a good one. Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember in high school, I was desperately in love with um, this person who I think I had spoken two words to, um, which is how true love starts. Yeah, uh, of <laughs> and I think I would listen to Keisha Cole so much, but I'm trying to remember the specific songs that I would listen to. I remember might be one of them. Mm. Um, and then there was another that was just like, about getting your heart, there are many about getting your heart torn out of your chest, basically. Yeah, and she's a, she's a drama queen for sure. <laughs> did you? She's a lot. Did you watch her reality show when it was on the? No, air? it was like, it's like the, it's like too sad. Yeah. You know, it's just like your mom's a crackhead. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you need drama, but you need to like balance it out, or like people are aware of themselves, or there's just a thin line, and I and like. The line is clear for me. Like, I can watch 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I can watch Love After Lockup. I can't watch before the 90 days. Yeah. Before the, I tried to with my roommate. I'm like, this is sad. They haven't met. This guy's obviously getting sick. So it's the same thing with Keisha Cole. It's like, yeah, this is actually really sad. Yeah. I feel, and reality shows, I think, like, well, here's my debate. It is it, it is sort of an escape from, like, your... Um, the like I guess turmoil of your own life or just like stuff you don't want to worry about but at the same time you're just getting lost in someone else's turmoil mm. so like the really sad stuff is hard to watch if you're trying to escape I guess I think like reality shows exist as a vehicle of like self-assurance or self-validation of like if I was in their situation I'd behave better you know mm -hmm. I'd do this instead of that and like this is why I'm a better person than these people uh, I think that's what reality, especially like the housewife stuff or this and that. And like you see so many opportunities to de-escalate. Yeah. And it's kind of like literature. People are like, what is reading Romeo and Juliet like going to teach me about my life? And it's like, it's about like objectively viewing somebody's life and like uh, analyzing their situations. I mean, like this is how I would do or this is what this is what this means. Or is it really true love if it's in a week? You know, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, which is easy to do for other people, but it's hard to do for yourself. Yeah. So I think that's like the lore of, re but it also teaches you about people's tendencies and like, you know, stuff like 90 Day Fiance or Love After Lockup. It's like at first, it always happens the same where at first you feel bad for the Americans or the, because Love After Lockup, do you know what it is? It's um, basically like no. people who meet people while they're in prison. So it's like either like pen pals, sometimes it's people who were like in a relationship with someone and then they went to prison for five years and they're like going through it. Or it's people who like go on a website and like have a pen pal. And at first you feel bad for, you're like, oh, these people are gonna get scammed. Like these prisoners are gonna take advantage of 
of, you know, of these new people or these people out of prison and these people spent so much money getting them out of prison or like, oh man, uh, these Americans are getting scammed for a green card and stuff like that. And that's what their family and friends says. But then later on in the season of like Love After Lockup and also in 90 Day Fiance, like they actually come to America or they get out of jail. And then you see like, you know, uh, these people just start fighting them trying to get independence mm-hmm. like they don't want them to meet their friends from from before they went in prison they don't want them to learn how to drive or they don't want them to like call their family or like they put them in the middle of nowhere usa instead of like somewhere where there's like a community you know like yeah like like a brazilian community you know what i mean like isolate them from people so it's like oh you're seeking out these kind of people because you want control over somebody yes it's not because you know and then you start feeling bad for the people that get out of jail like like they don't know what a flat screen tv is because they've been in jail since they're 18 Mm -hmm. and it's like fuck man um and that's how those shows go so then you just start seeing like things that yeah like oh why people want someone that they can control why they think it'll be easy you know yeah it's just really sad i think it's i specifically remember also as like using romeo and juliet as the example like our teachers being like well what was the stupid thing that romeo that they did like is it the rashness like could it be real that they have this connection when it all escalated so quickly like i i do remember that as a huge point of discussion when we were studying romeo and juliet and it is very much a thing like when you watch the jersey shore or like oh these people are so stupid like i would never let a situation Mm -hmm. get like this i would never even find myself in this situation Mm -hmm. and then so it is a a really good like lens for human behavior Mm -hmm. um when you listen just to bring it back to music because that's what the podcast is um do you feel like you're listening through that lens at all or is it pure just like I'm getting lost in the music and I'm not really analyzing it. Uh, It depends on the artist. Honestly, it depends on the artist. Like, future, I'm not going to really look up the lyrics and think like, oh man, I really want to. (laughs) And I think it has its place. But then like, something a little deeper, I'm like, I wonder what they were saying. I wonder what they were thinking um, when they wrote this. And I wonder who it was for, what it was about. Uh, and I'll just look on genius and stuff and like interpret and then see if like my interpretation was different. Mm-hmm. I think that like with Mitski a lot, like I'll really listen to her lyrics and like really try to think um, about what she's trying to say and all that stuff. And yeah, like more indie stuff, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, it's I think, well, it's fascinating because I think a lot of writers give future, I think arguably a little bit more credit than he deserves for the depth of his lyrics because a lot of writers see him as this like tortured soul a little bit he is i think he is i think he's like yeah i songs are a cry for <laughs> but i think it's like this thing where it's like like black people aren't really supposed to be sad or like you know it's like kind of not taken as seriously or like you know because like the cowboy or the country soul of like I lost my family or I lost my wife or that shit is like oh that's so cool but like future it's like yeah let's turn up mm-hmm. but it's it's just showing a different lens of like this is what like sadness can look like for different people mm-hmm. he's obviously very sad he's obviously using drugs as an escape yes he's out you know whether it's intentional or not but like the shit he says you're like yeah you need a lot of help mm-hmm. um 
yeah but it's just a different way of viewing it and i think like you know i think they talk about this on twitter too it's like alcoholism you know drug addiction depression looks different you know it's not just like i'm not gonna get out of bed it's like that person who's like yeah 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 let's party let's party let's party let's party. They get drunk to forget about everything yeah that's kind of so that's kind of what i feel like like future is you yeah know? i and i absolutely agree i think my my only i don't know if it's an issue because i really do enjoy his music so i don't really want him to change in any way but the music itself like hasn't changed it has like pretty much sounded the same since he started mm. and i think that's the part where i don't give him a lot of credit but i think the subject matter is definitely indicative of like a lot that he uh suppresses and doesn't really address within himself and yeah the way he uses substances to escape and his lifestyle isn't really conducive for like uh you know tackling your problems head on and and all that Mm. um mitski i someone had mentioned to me that her lyrics aren't actually about like specific people that she she just like I guess makes up the situations and then writes about them that way which I'm not sure if that's true what do you think um I think like she I guess she says in interviews that she's like kind of tired of like how a female songwriter or like you know when she writes about something it's like oh she's opening up her lighter she's being emotional it's a a page from her diary and it's not and and like she feels like it's being it's devaluing her as an as a storyteller as a songwriter because it's just from personal this is like you know this is what she has said so i think with be the cowboy specifically she did like make up those situations to flex those muscles of like i am capable of writing this captivating song from the perspective of somebody that's not me and it's still good and it still feels real uh like me and my husband and and um all these all this other stuff uh so yeah i think like when obviously stuff like um class of 2013 uh i don't smoke like i think those are her like songs but Mm -hmm. i feel like she was kind of tired of people just saying like oh she's so emotional you know like that's her thing you know and like so yeah it's like you know it's telling people like yeah i'll talk about race or like white people or how men suck or this and that and like it's cool and important and i like it but i just felt like at a certain point that i was just getting pigeonholed or that that's all you know i I had to like make a conscious thing of like this is not you know all i want to be known as this is not all like you know this is not all i'm capable of i am this like so i'm an artist and i can create anything and i'm capable and like i am more than just these labels that you put on me which i hate even like labels but yeah so i think that was her inclination to like make all bunch of music like that yeah i think it's almost more impressive like i think the idea when I don't think about it, of someone writing songs about things that they haven't personally experienced sometimes can take me out of it because I, like an artist like SZA, who I, you know, I think writes about Mm -hmm. things that she personally went through, then I like compare it to my life and I feel like I identify further with an artist. But with Mitski, I, I thought about it and I was like, I actually love that more because it's so skillful to be able to fully immerse yourself in a life that's not yours Mm -hmm. and to write an entire song from that perspective 
and it's it's almost like acting like you're just stepping into shoes that aren't yours and you're playing that role and you're creating an entire narrative it reminds me a lot of amy winehouse yeah like all her songs are like kind of different like or like different subject matters it could be the same woman it could not be it could be her but like just you know just different moments in in a life you know of like somebody who's like disengaged with the relationship or somebody who like is asking like is this just the one night stand or somebody who's just tired of it you know what i mean like yeah so that that's also what it reminds me of like amy winehouse do you have um a favorite amy winehouse song oh man she has she has so many i know um my favorite's valerie valerie's fun but it's a cover I know. (laughs) I like tears dry on my own. I mean, you know, and it's just like there's different times where I identify with. um, And there's different songs like tears dry on my own is good because I've been there. Like, yeah, like, okay, here we go again. Like Mm -hmm. the cycle continues. Yeah, the cycle continues. I'll just dry my own tears like no one, you know. Yeah. And um, uh, with. um, uh Mitski, like Geyser, like that song reminds me a lot of Love Drought by mm-hmm. Beyonce. So it's just wow. those different subjects and different topics. Yeah, you know, like Beyonce, like, so yeah, that's another good song where it's like Beyonce wrote it and in the context of Lemonade, it's about like how love can change everything. But then when you see like the Rap Genius video about it, it actually interviewed the songwriter mm-hmm. and the songwriter was talking about like, how frustrated she was with the music industry and she's like am i not enough like have i not sacrificed enough am i not doing enough um you know why haven't i reached the success where like you know other people maybe before that video came out people saw it as like oh beyonce's asking jay-z if mm-hmm. she's not enough you know so i love songs like that where it's yeah. like yeah but anything where it's like have i given up enough for my career why haven't i seen the success i wanted yeah Um, i just take that and i'm like (laughs) yeah (laughs) anything where um the like despair of comedy can be like related to the despair of music or just like romance i i think i i love but that that's also a great point like we don't really i think we don't off the bat consider the songwriter's perspective or we a lot of the times i'll assume that the artists themselves wrote the songs like just by themselves yeah when often it's not true and there's like a whole other perspective we're not even considering and mm-hmm. yeah that's something I, I i hadn't really thought about especially in terms of beyonce um but i think <laughs> valerie is a cover there's also another song that i i just discovered that i love that's a cover of another song so i think maybe i'm just ready to get really into covers what was the other song <sighs> i don't it wasn't an amy winehouse song oh okay um uh so moon river the frank yeah. ocean version i that's like one of my favorite versions of that song um mm. but then ariana grande covered it at her concert and i almost like I don't know, dissipated. Oh, you know, Ari- Ariana Grande? How yeah. was that? You know, it wasn't my favorite. Really? She was amazing. She uh-huh. was amazing. But, and, and I, she didn't interact that much with the audience, which I think is, I absolutely understand. Like, uh, yeah, her level at a Beyonce is, uh, you know, then I, yeah, think, I get it. And, and also just like, it was her first like stadium tour since the, the bombing happened. Oh, so it was a while ago. Yeah. And it like, I, you know, I, I wonder if there's like a sense of fear of like, let me just get in and do the show and then we can leave. And like, 
the panic will be over sort of thing. Um, that has to be so traumatizing. Yeah, so I, I understand it, but... Um, I mean, she was amazing. Everything she did was amazing. She just has such a fun personality. I would have loved to, like, have interacted it with it. Yeah. yeah. And, but she does, like, an interlude of Moon River. And Moon River, like, I, the last heartbreak I went through, Moon River, I would listen to at night. And I would get so sad. But it was also, like, very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hearing her cover that song, especially when her, when Sweetener and, um, the last one thank you next like those were also really helpful for me like in getting over Mm -hmm. that heartbreak so also hearing moon river at her concert was like i don't know a very like uh uh, weakening moment but in a good way i made a breakup playlist um for me like i made this playlist uh i'm like let me see if i can pull it up yeah pull it up Um, tell us about it but it was uh yeah it was really good for me to have this playlist uh, and I made it after, you know, it was just a different kind of breakup uh, because, you know, it was like, um, it was just bad timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really hate when it's that. Yeah, it's that kind of worse. So um, the, there's an Amy Winehouse song that's a cover and it's called Our Day Will Come. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's like, that's like the, that was song made me so sad. You know, it's like. You know that song's like one day, you mm. know, it'll all work out. Yeah. So I have Blem by Drake. Oh my god, yeah, that's a great breakup song. <laughs> In my bed by Amy Winehouse, Just Friends, Back to Back. A lot of Amy uh, Winehouse. Yeah. Wake Up Alone, Three Rings by Grizzly Bear, Feel No Ways, mm-hmm. Backseat by Charlie XCX. Um, you gotta lo- share this. Yeah, I gotta mm-hmm. share it. Our Deal by Best Coast. Mm-hmm. You'll Never Find by In Essence. Oh, uh, you know that's that an old one, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a really deep cut. I know. I I don't know. I was going through <laughs> it, man. I'm reading this and I'm so embarrassed. No, um, don't be. <laughs> Love My Way by the Psychedelic Furs. We were like at a bar one time and we heard that song come on. Yeah. And like, I just put it there. I, I like um I like cultivating playlists with like specific songs that you heard with the person. Yeah. It like makes it more emotional, but also therapeutic, I think. Yes. We have... um. Use Me by Miguel. <laughs> Some things never seem to fucking work. Uh, yes. By mm-hmm. Solange. Uh, I love that album. And then, um, do you know that, so- that movie Hearts Beat Loud? Yes. Yeah. You, so, I, I remember you having very, like, on-point uh, critiques of the movie. Yeah, but I was supposed to watch the movie with him. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't, but I put some songs on the soundtrack. The soundtrack is very the good. The soundtrack is really good. The movie itself is interesting. The movie I, itself is interesting. I, but it pass, it's a passable. Yeah, it is passable. It's, it sucks because I really love that it took place in Brooklyn. But, like, I wish that, um, I guess, parts of the story were different. <laughs> I mean, I think that I think that for what it was, it was the best they could be. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think they knew that if they made it all white people, it would be unwatchable. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. to have, like, a whole story in Brooklyn about a guy losing his store and talking about the woes of gentrification. Yeah. And then <laughs> I was like, okay, we need to make 
his daughter a black yeah. lesbian <laughs> and and her girlfriend also black yeah it because has to if not no one's gonna watch this shit no it, but then it's like you could have just changed the entire casting and just made everyone not white you know what but that would be too much like right did yeah. Nick Offerman write the movie uh that I don't know but you're probably right like and he I guess had an involvement sense. and I feel like that movie is a movie like it probably didn't make a lot of money and stuff but that's why they do the Parks and Rec and all the shitty mm-hmm. other movies is so that they can do movies that they care about yeah. like that yeah where it's like it's not gonna make a ton of money and it has a good cast and they feel passionately about it but you know at the end it's about yeah, it's like doing the like uh, Transformers trilogy and then being able, or like the Twilight series, and then Robert Pattinson can go do all his serious movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, that movie in black and white. Did you see that shit? It looks so weird. Was that the With Metropolis the one or no? No, no, it's one? about to come out. Like it's like oh, a the seat. light, n- the lighthouse, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to see that. It's with uh, Willem Dafoe, who is maybe the scariest person alive. He has a f- scary face. Yeah, <laughs> he sure. does. Uh, I've been scared. I saw I, the first movie. I think I saw with him was Spider Man, and that. That just really freaked me out. But he's amazing in the Florida Project. I haven't seen the Florida Project. Florida Project is really, really good. Yeah. It's, uh, it'll make you cry. I know. Do you not I like could, crying in movies? I, it, you know, I just have to be in the right mood. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like heartwarming in a way. Okay. Because I, like, I just don't like sad. Yeah. I'm no. not going to watch sad. There are moments of like hope in yeah. it, I think. Because I just don't want to be sad. So yeah. I'm not gonna watch certain things that it's like, everyone's like, oh, you're gonna cry. Like the my sister's keeper. Yeah. Oh my like, god. Like <laughs> don't like, watch. I'm that. not gonna watch that shit. Don't know? watch that. Don't or watch like, um, like slave movies. I'm like no. Five feet apart. Have you seen Five Feet Apart? It's about the... the yeah. No, I'm thinking. No, thinking. Or mm. is like, like kids have cancer and they fall in love? Yeah. Oh, they Nothing. have cyst- cystic fibrosis. Yeah, okay, cystic so fibrosis. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, no. um, I'm not doing that. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not doing that. Or like, what is it? Like, fault in their stars? Or like, yeah. Come on. See, I'm the type of person that when I'm sad, I have to like be sadder. <laughs> somehow, watch, there's movies that I'm like, I know I'm gonna cry, but I know where the tears are, and it's like a different kind of like Muppets Take Manhattan. I'm gonna cry. I cry all the time. Like that's a good, it's a good ass movie. But it's a different kind of cry. I know where the tears are. Is a great I know where line. the tears are. I know where they're gonna come. Yeah. Fucking. Dumpling. I cried that whole show. Oh I was like, my! You know, I did not, and I thought I was going to, and I think maybe I wasn't as present as I thought I was when I watched it. Oh God, I wish I was like, <gasps> yeah, those, those, those kind of cries. And I'm like, okay, I can only watch that movie once in my life. I'm gonna I'm watch, watch it again, movie. and if I don't cry, then I'm going to the it's doctor. It's fine. It's fine. A lot of people didn't like it, but I mean, I re- I identified with it very heavily, um, but it wasn't. I don't know. I think I cri- I cried at the very end, um, but. It was a good movie that I enjoyed. So you have this like sad breakup playlist. Is that, I guess not all the songs on it are sad. So when you listen to music and you're in a sad mood, do you, do you find that listening to sad music is also therapeutic or is that a, an area where you're like, I don't want to feel sad. Let me listen to pop music or something. Yeah, that, I'll do that a lot. Like um, before I have like, you know, little breakup playlist and then I have like, um, even last night, I just like, I've been dealing with this fucking mouse in my apartment. I've been sleeping on the couch for a week. I'm exhausted. I just, I'm on my period. I feel shitty about everything. Mm-hmm. I don't feel, you know, and then like, I have to go do a show, you know? Yeah. I have to go do a show and be funny, you know, for all these people. And I like had to change my act last minute because like, 
I was supposed to do like a character. I was supposed to do my Steve Harvey character. And you know, I was just like, I'm not in the mood. I don't have the energy. I can't, you know. And then like, I was like, whatever. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to cancel this show. And then uh, like, cause I was literally, and my roommate's like, well, let's go in your room and try to find this rat. And I was like, I had like a fucking breakdown. And I was like, I can't do this right now. And you know, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to cancel this fucking show. And then I look at my phone and two people were like, I'm coming. I was so excited to see you. Oh, oh my God. And I was like, uh, and I was just like in the shittiest mood. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, and this, is, this has happened before a lot. Like, I'm like, I don't know how I'm supposed to be funny. I'm not funny. I should blah, 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 like all this stuff. And then I get to the venue and it's fucking packed. Mm. It's the most packed that I've ever seen this venue. I come late, so I'm like towards the end. I'm like second to last. And all these, and then everyone's just going, it's so funny before me. And I was like, fuck i really have to bring it so i go and i have like three songs that'll hype me up well i put on my like meditation app mm -hmm. and i'm like clear my mind and like chant you know in my head and then i put on popping by rico nasty oh, i listen to that song too when i feel like low yeah or like when i'm on my way to a date mm -hmm. or when i go like, i'm just like popping like yeah like let me remind you yeah i'm a popping ass bitch I'm a and then it's like bitch. yes yes i got this okay fuck let's do this and then I killed, you know? Yeah, amazing. But that's just like, but that's the thing where it's like, yeah, if I would have listened to sad music, it would have not helped. Yeah. If I would have listened to, you know, mm -hmm. but I just know myself enough where I'm like, okay, yeah, let's get out of this. Like, pop it and let's go, you know? Yeah. That's, I, it is a really great point. Um, I think that's like some unhealthy behavior that I, I have to like kind of stay uh, in tune with and understand that it doesn't always help i think when i was younger i would listen to a lot sadder music and now it's like i'll listen to like kayatana or uh girl pool and i'll only listen for like three songs when i'm feeling sad because i'm like okay i can't do this anymore i have to put on like, like the meek mill or something yeah. that'll take me out of it um but i find that actually reggaeton is like a great great like genre of music when you want to feel like Really, yeah, you want to feel like better, happier. Um, I think that's why I love it so much is mm. that especially winter was I don't think I was depressed, but I was definitely like gloomy and I listened to a lot of reggaeton and it I think it really helped carry me through the winter season. Um, hmm. So that's people like laugh sometimes when I like the genre, and I'm like, no, I, no, <laughs> I really a lot like of people, it. A lot of people like <laughs> reggaeton. I feel like I um, everyone's like into reggaeton now, the way that they're into um, the way that they're into like K-pop mm -hmm. kind of stuff. There's like people are really into it, and like you know, I listen to it and I like it, but I'm just like. It's not that I'm not into it, but everyone's like, oh, yeah, this artist and that artist. And I'm like, fuck, I have to catch up because I don't even know, you know? Yeah, I can make you a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do it. Uh, I, have a, I have a playlist uh, with my, like, favorite songs on Spotify. But, yeah, I, that's, a, that's a really interesting point. I, I think sometimes that makes me upset, though. I mean, obviously, like, as a white person who, you know, likes a genre that doesn't really come from white people, like, it's still a, a bit... That's most music, so yeah, I don't even feel too Almost bad. all of it. <laughs> um, but it is, like, I think because I don't want it to be a fad, like, those artists are, like, genuinely so talented, and they're not just, like... I, they have, like, lasting power. It's not something that can go in and out with, like, the seasons. And I think if people just look at it under, like, a lens of this is what's in right now, then there's, like, a risk of it going away sometimes. I feel like that's just, like, I feel like people just say that about diversity. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like, even, like, diversity in comedy, diversity, it's like, diversity is hot right now. But I don't think it's like that. I think it's, like, it's a consequence of, like, all of our pop stars, just, like, in everything, like, all the pop stars around the world, like, for years and years and years and, like, it's just been, like, white people, like, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, like, you know, so even, like, Beyonce being a big pop star is, like, a new, freshing, like, at her level because, mm-hmm. like, Whitney Houston to a certain level, you know, but, like, uh, yeah, so I feel like it's it's not a f- it's just like opening up on like you know now Latino people have more bowing power and like the fact that their fringe artist is mainstream like a song like Despacito was mm-hmm. able to be you know yeah is like I think it's just more you know and like even like BTS and stuff like that I mean I'm not I don't really I don't that's not to my them. twist but yeah uh, I think it's just more indicative of like. Things are changing. Things are getting b- broader. And, like, yeah. maybe, you know, maybe it's not going to be, like, on top 10 every forever. But, like, it's just, it's not a, f- you know? Yeah. It's not. It's, it's definitely kinda not. Like, it's kind of like curly hair. You know, like, how curly hair, like, natural is more accepted. And, like, before, if you wanted to be cute or sexy, you had to, like, straighten your hair. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, you know, some people are like, oh, okay, so what? what's going to happen when, like, it's not cool to be natural anymore? And it's just, like, I feel like it's never not going to be. You know, I feel like it's just, like, expanded. Yeah. It's not just a trend. You know, there might be, tr- you know, there might, it might, like, not everyone might, like, try to embrace it as much. You know, but it, it's just, like, this new thing that has opened up, I think. Yeah. And it's also, like... I even if like some people think it's a fad it's still like those these artists are obviously like yeah gaining more power mm-hmm. like a uh, a bigger place in like the mainstream music industry and it's like that's irreversible like they yeah, will exactly. always have that and it'll always like now it will set the path for artists coming after them no matter what yeah and even like with something with curly hair it's like yeah maybe now it's it's in style more or like in fashion more but now there are more products for natural curly exactly. hair and like that's just going to be a thing now like so i guess even if it's under the pretense of like this thing might go back out of style or like we don't know if these artists will be around forever it's still like well the the placement that they have in the music industry now is solidified and they're gonna pave the way for other people yeah and like reggaeton isn't like uh just you know it's like you know everything now it's it's i mean all the genres now are blended together and you can find like reggaeton influence and like I don't know even certain rock songs like it's it's nothing that just stands alone anymore yeah which is really interesting um yeah I I I love it so much um but I'm so sad because we're coming to an end um so yeah (laughs) yeah, we're ending (laughs) um but I I really appreciate you coming on the podcast Millie yes thank Um, you for having me anytime uh so this is my favorite question it's a little bit grim but what song would you want played at your funeral hmm that's a tough one I Um, like to ask the hard questions yeah uh fuck i don't know <laughs> i gotta i'm gonna think about it like later and be like oh yeah i mean i'll listen like when i w- when um when ryan passed away i was listening to a lot of snail mail and i thought that was really good um speech what is it speeches i, I listen to st- yeah so i listened to a lot of snail mail i sent to james blake when my cousin died mm. like um that's really great somber yeah music. like somber yeah so i don't know I feel like people are like, let's not be sad. Let's like celebrate their life 
I want you to be sad when I yeah. die. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, I want you to be. So that's like a song where it's like, it's okay to be sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Speechless by Snail Mail? Or in Slop by Fourth Wanderers, I think that's the name of the band. Okay. Uh, no, not Fourth Um I ask everybody, and I'm like, oh, we're not going to do anything with this information, but I think it's just interesting to know. <laughs> There's a song I listen to. Yeah, Slop by Four wa- Fourth Wanderers. Okay. Um, I think I like, yeah, like a you know, like a sad, a sad rock song. Yeah. Something of like Helena. This. Oh wow, <laughs> that's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the funeral with Helena. Yeah, we will. And then I'll well, come I out I hope and I'm dance. not there, but we absolutely will. And <laughs> everyone will cry hysterically because it will be a huge tragedy. Well, thanks for planning my funeral. <laughs> I feel so weird now about it. Okay, wow. everything is great in the world. <laughs> the birds are chirping, and we love you so much for coming on the podcast Thank today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Genevieve. Thank you, Genevieve, for our beautiful producer. Amazing. Thanks for coming to the park. Bye, everybody. Bye. The Bop Pod. A podcast for the stance.